right now the kingdom is available to you. God sent his son to be the exchange for your life. You can receive the perfect life of Jesus Christ and live forever and have abundant life today. The kingdom is always at hand. It's always available now. You never have to wait for the kingdom of Jesus Christ to arrive. G'day. Welcome back to the Kingdom Dynamics podcast. I'm Jonathan and I'm excited to share my testimony with you today. All testimony is the testimony of Jesus because I see him seated at the right hand of God because I've received Jesus into my heart. And he said to Nicodemus, who was a legal teacher of the law in Israel, who was not born again, he said, if you you are born again, you need to be born again so then you can see the kingdom. So I can see the kingdom. And that's what, really, that's what makes you a Christian. That's the, you know, that's what, that's what makes everything work out for you as a Christian because you can see the kingdom. If you can't see the kingdoms, none of the letters that Paul writes are going to make sense to you because Paul is writing about the kingdom. You know, 1 Peter, 2 Peter, 3 Peter, Timothy, Ephesians, all of these letters are about the kingdom, the, the book of Revelation. They are not natural books. There, there are some practical things in there, of course. But I was born again in 1997 by a an intervention of the Holy Spirit. And I say that because I I did not go to church. I was walking in my neighborhood as a teenager and I was moved by the Holy Spirit to physically enter this uh, church building. I just literally just wandered in off the streets as a, as a visitor, being drawn by God. You know, He drew me to Himself. As the Bible says, if, if the Son of Man is lifted up, He will draw, the Father will draw all men to Him. So, and in the parables where Jesus talks about you know, compelling people to come in. That's that's my experience. I was absolutely compelled to come in. And as someone who never went to church, never heard of the Holy Spirit, no idea about, you know, Jesus or Pentecost other than, you know, Christmas and, and, a, and some Catholic, you know, services that I'd been to, uh, which, you know, doesn't make sense to a child. Um, no understanding, no understanding at all. I, I spoke in tongues. I, I was born again. No one even told me about tongues. I, I experienced the Bible. I just, I experienced it like, like the Book of Acts, and that was in 1997. Now. I 
was on medication for uh, for some learning difficulties. They they said that I had Tourette's. They said that I had ADD. They said that I had depression and all these things. So they, I was on a lot of medication by that time in my life. It wasn't very good. I was um, failing at school. They were going to kick me out. And um, at just the right time, Christ died for us. That's what the Bible says. So, so I was born again, filled with joy. I physically felt the weight of sin being taken off my shoulders. I remember feeling like a moonwalker. I felt like I was bouncing, floating, because not because of you know some euphoria, but because I could feel the 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 150 kilos of sin was gone. You know, I you know I was a teenager, you know, maybe taken a bit of drugs, stolen a few things, but you know, I didn't think of myself as a as a sinner, but I knew that my sin had been taken away and it was a beautiful feeling. And I still feel it now, many many decades later. So I was immediately healed of Tourette's and all of those diseases uh, because I immediately went from a fail average to a to an A average at school. Um, I got born again, you know, two or three months into my final year of high school. So the first couple of assignments that I had were before I was born again. I think I had one B, one C, and then every single assignment after that was an A. I think I might have got a B for, for something after that. But out of, you know, seven sub, five, I think five subjects, three exams each, 15 exams, I got A's for everything except two, maybe three things. I think just two things. And I found myself at university so that for me, the deliver the first deliverance was from the power of darkness, from from the kingdom of darkness. I was transferred into the kingdom of light. The second deliverance was from mental illness, from medication, from addiction. I was addicted to cigarettes. I was addicted to um, marijuana, and I never ever ever smoked marijuana again. Uh, within about a year, I quit smoking cigarettes. Um, within less than a year, I was I was off all the medication. I was on no medication, and I was doing better at university on no medication than I was on medication. So I was delivered socially as well. I st- I started to like myself. I started to have confidence, and uh, so I had a lot of deliverance. And then, skipping forward, I I led my mum to Christ, my dad to Christ. My brother made a decision for Christ, but I don't think he's born again. I led a number of my friends to Christ. Some of them are still following Christ. Some have fallen away. Some have died. I think we led, I led my neighbour to Christ. I, I don't know if she died, hopefully not, but but she had cancer for, for decades. Hopefully she's still alive. Rhonda, how are you? 
Um, I think mum and I sort of led a few people to Christ, her friend, um, Sue, probably a lot more. I mean, I water baptised some people who, you know, I just invited them to church off the street and they got water baptised, I suppose they're born again. They're dead now too, actually. But, um, Father, we just want to thank you for the power of the Holy Spirit. And today we agree with heaven. We agree with the bread of heaven that came down and that we eat. And that's Jesus Christ. You are the door, God. You are the way. You are the truth. You are the life. There is no way to God. There is no other name by which we can be saved than by the name of Jesus Christ. And we, we agree with you, God, and we see you. And that really is the power that we have as Christians is that we see God. Romans says that no one is without excuse because we can clearly see God in nature. So that's true for many people who won't be born again, who die and, and see the Father and, and it's too late, but they, they will believe then. And then they will know that they, they could have believed, should have believed. But also, Romans says, we, we need to, if we don't preach the gospel, then they won't hear it. So there's something going on here. We're, we're living in this tension right now where you and I, we're born again. So we see God. We can see the kingdom of God. And, and hopefully we understand it because that's the key here. Jesus said, if you understand the word of the kingdom, then you will bear fruit. And that's what my podcast is about. It's about the kingdom, but the kingdom is a, is everything, you know. I mean, I might not talk about the kingdom as a concept. I may talk about the king. I may talk about the Holy Spirit because Romans again said the kingdom is righteousness in the Holy Ghost. The kingdom is peace in the Holy Ghost. The kingdom is joy in the Holy Spirit. So... The Holy Spirit is the kingdom. Jesus is the kingdom. The church is synonymous with the kingdom. Psalm 68 talks about the mighty mountain, the kingdom of God being Zion. So the kingdom is the church. It is the Holy Spirit. It is Jesus. And if you read the words of Jesus, and this gets me into trouble every week when I do a podcast, when you read the words of Jesus, he said that the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit are one. And then he prayed to the Father that we would be one. That we would be one with the Father, with the Son, the Holy Spirit. So so really, that's it there. That's already who you are. You know, God's answered that prayer. Um, I mean, that prayer, I guess, is continually being fulfilled as more and more people are included in the body of Christ as they drink his blood and eat his body and believe in him and I, I think it's also in the process of being completed in eternity in that there will be a new heaven and a new earth that will be one where the Father and the Son the Holy Spirit heaven and earth will all join together with the church there will be no need for the Son you know every tear will be wiped away Jesus will be our light so all that sort of stuff you know that's some sort of you know some sort of convergence right of everything 
as Colossians says it, you know, everything exists and consists and has its being in Christ and everything was created through Christ and everything is coming under Christ. Everything. In heaven and earth, the universe, where everything is coming under Christ. So this, this whole, you know, re, this whole universe and the kingdom and the gospel and Jesus and everything is is all about agreement. It's all about unity. When Jesus said, come follow me, he's, he's calling for agreement. You can't go where he's going unless you're in agreement with him. That's Amos chapter 3. So he's, if he's calling you to pray our Father, that's agreement. If he's calling you to pray that, that his will be done on earth as it is in heaven, then that's agreement. He wants heaven and earth to agree. That's why he wants us to pray that heaven and earth would agree. So submission is agreement. Submit to God and the devil will flee. That's agreement. And agreement is coming into order. Agreement is coming into order. It's not very agreeable for a fish to be out of water. It's out of order. It's not very agreeable for a bird to be in water more than just a diving for a fish. Like it's not it's it's agreeable it, the, it's the order of God for a fish to be in the water. It's the order of God for a man to be in and under God. It's the order of God for a child to submit to their parents. That a child is in order when they submit to their parents. A child is under their parents. Under. We're under authority. It's like an umbrella. If you want to stay dry, you need to get into order with the umbrella. The umbrella goes first and you go second. That's the order. If you want to appropriately use that piece of equipment. So there's an order and there's an alignment in the spirit. That's what I'm talking about. And that's what the Holy Spirit is doing on the earth right now. It's, it's actually the opposite of what it seems. Where there's disorder in this earth and you know, the banksters and the gangsters and the, the governments of this world, as Psalm 2 says, they're trying to disconnect from Christ. They're trying in their hubris to, to, to be like God in their own strength without submitting to God. So the shaking that we're seeing, God said, once again, I will shake the heavens and the earth. The shaking that we're seeing and even the discombobulation, the, the, the disappointments in your own life, as Paul said, sorry, John, the apostle said in Revelation 1.9, he, he said the, the, the suffering and the kingdom of Jesus Christ. I, John, am your brother and your partner in suffering and in God's kingdom and in patient endurance. So we experience suffering and we experience needing patience. We experience all of these things on this planet that are, were not really initially intended for us. We were never meant to die. We were meant to live forever. We were never meant to know good and, good and evil. 
we, were, we probably never needed clothes and you know in the Garden of Eden so we were never meant to know rejection we were never meant to know abandonment but this is the secret of the kingdom is that Jesus took those things on us even abandonment when he said Eloi Eloi lama sabachthani or whatever you pronounce it you know my God my God why have you forsaken me Jesus Christ was totally abandoned by the Father on that cross. So he he went to hell alone. He went to hell without any assistance. You know, even though Psalms say, even in Sheol you were there, God, you know, maybe the Holy Spirit was with him, but I think technically, but yes, but... But Jesus Christ went to hell and he took all of that punishment upon us and he took that separation from God. He took rejection. He took shame. He took it all. He took sin. So we don't have to, we don't have to experience that in this life. But in our spirit, man, we have, we have oneness with God. We know that we are children of God because the Holy Spirit testifies with our spirit that we're children of God. But in this world, you will have trouble. But Jesus said, Lo, I've overcome the world. So there's this, what I'm saying is we're living in tension right now where we we know that we're sons of God. We're hoping for our body to be redeemed. We're looking to our country, which is in heaven. But we're also living in this environment where there's disappointment, there's delay, there's patient endurance, there's suffering, there's persecution. And that is the tension, the tension that we feel. But you see... The secret is to, 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 to just be you. Just to be, don't worry about all these things. Like just, the secret is to come under God. Your spirit is born again. You are filled with the Holy Spirit. You have the mind of Christ. You are the body of Christ. You have the mind of Christ. You have the spirit of Christ. You know all things. You need no one to teach you. This is the reality. That's why we set our eyes on things above and not things beneath. And so what I'm saying is don't worry about the circumstances. Don't worry about the pain, the trials, the tribulations, the disappointments, when other people let you down, where things don't seem to go according to your plan because that is all fading away. And you in your spirit man have already arrived. So the secret is to, to go to where you already are. Live out of your spirit, man. Speak in tongues. Don't, don't worry about the things that aren't happening because right now we're living in this place of tension. You know, Jesus walked on water. He walked through the walls. He, he laid hands on the sick and saw them recover. Now, he had just as many you know, limitations as us. He still had to sleep. He still had to eat. He still experienced pain and persecution because he was a man and God. So we we can live the same life that Jesus lived and he said that we would do greater works. So Jesus set his eyes on, on the Father. He set his mind on things above, not things beneath. He only did what he saw the Father doing and he only said what he heard the Father saying. That, that is order. That is agreement. Jesus agreed with the Father like a child agreeing with their parent and being blessed like a man standing under an umbrella and not getting wet Jesus stood under God 
He followed God the Father as we follow Him. He said, I only do what the Father's doing. So Jesus Christ showed us what agreement looks like. Jesus showed us what order looks like. Jesus showed us how to be under the under God. That that is the secret. That is what what I'm trying to explain with this Kingdom Dynamics podcast is everything is to do with understanding. Jesus said in the parable of the sower, the the sower is the is God. The sower is Jesus. The the seed is the word of the kingdom. It's the word, not just the word of God, like the Bible. It's the word. It's he's not sowing the Bible. He's sowing the word of the kingdom. And he said, the one who who understands the word is the one that bears fruit. Or in other words, the one that bears fruit is the one that understands the word. So let's talk about this word understanding. It's to stand under. Understanding is standing under. So if I'm learning how to drive a truck, I have I have a teacher, I have an instructor, and he shows me, you know, you sit here and you put your foot here and you change gears like this if I understand my instructor then I'm standing under my instructor in the same way as a child if they understand their parents they're standing under their parents understanding is standing under understanding is authority is to be under authority so we we understand Jesus when we stand under Jesus that's why Jesus marveled at the great faith of the centurion where he said, I have people under me and I have people over me and I just say, you just, I believe if you just say the word Jesus, my, my servant will be healed. So what he was saying to Jesus is, I'm, I'm going to stand under you. Now, if you can stand under Jesus, you're going to get it. You're going to get Jesus. So, Father, I just want to thank you that these people understand your word. They, they stand under your word, who is Jesus. They, we repent, Lord, of, of independence. We repent of rebellion. We repent of, of sin, which is to, to, to not to stand under you, God, to stand under our own self, God. You know, Jesus, I want to thank you that you and I are one, and that you and I are in agreement. And I want to pray that these people who listen today would come into agreement. Not with me, God, but with you, with your word, with your son, Jesus Christ, with your kingdom, Jesus Christ, yeah? Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Father, for agreement. 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 God, would you just confirm your word with signs and wonders following right now? Headaches go and never come back in Jesus' name. Lord, just bring finances to people who need a breakthrough, God. Bring healing, God. Bring, bring restoration in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I love you, Lord. Love you, Lord. Um, 
there's just one more tiny little thing, and that is that according to Hebrews, the blood of Jesus Christ went into heaven. And I want to encourage you to take communion today. Take a bit of bread and a bit of wine or whatever you can find to eat. And we're going to remember Jesus Christ and what he did in the same way as the Old Testament caused people to have a feast to remember the deliverance from Egypt. Let's remember. Let's have a feast. Let's feast on Jesus. Let's remember that we've been delivered from the kingdom of darkness, which is far worse than Egypt. Take communion today. Take communion tonight, whenever you can, tomorrow morning as soon as possible. And what you're going to do is you're going to you're going to you're going to tell Jesus and tell, you know, just speak it out loud that that this blood that we're taking, this wine that we're drinking, this communion that we have that the blood of Jesus Christ, it, it went into heaven. It's not just on the earth, you know, that, that, but it actually went into heaven, the blood of Jesus, right? What that means is it's the highest sacrifice, you know, ever. And, and it's above, you know, any... What I'm trying to say is that any, any blood that's being uh, invoked on the earth, whether it's a... A satanic cult or a, a blood sacrifice or even wishing on a chicken bone. That's an earthbound sacrifice. But Jesus Christ's blood went into the heavenly realms, went into the heaven itself, the third heaven, the highest heavens, and went onto the mercy seat. And that is like a resounding vibration that's changed the universe forever. And and it's you know, he was slain before time began. So, Father, I just want to thank you that every demonic curse is broken right now. As we take communion now or in the near future, God, we just agree with heaven. We agree with the blood of Jesus Christ, which speaks better things than the blood of Abel. The blood of Abel was spilled on the ground, Lord, but the blood of Jesus, yes, which was spilled on the ground, is is also in heaven, and that means that it's the highest sacrifice, Lord. It's the, the blood covenant that we have with Jesus Christ is in heaven. It, it actually trumps every other invocation on the earth. And so we thank you that you just bind the devil, Lord. Break the powers of darkness right now. One drop of the blood of Jesus can break every curse and unravel every demonic um, invocation, every demonic spirit, every demonic power that are empowered by their own blood sacrifices, you know, whether it's chickens being sacrificed by witches and warlocks or whether it's, you know... Just the, the other things that go on on the earth, the murder of babies, the abortions, the... God, we just thank you that your blood, your blood, your blood, your blood is enough. In Jesus' name. Amen. God, we thank you for your blood. We invoke your blood, the blood covenant of Jesus Christ. It's a contract. And we apply it now to our lives, to our families, to our children, to our wives, our businesses, our employees, all of our resources. In Jesus' name, we apply your blood. Amen.